Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. So I gained a lot of weight in college and I realized that I needed to do something. So I started Weight Watchers, which was one of the many diets that my mom tried, but I kind of understood the concept, right? Like more points, maybe not a good food. So we're going to briefly breeze through my journey here. So in 2008, I graduated from college. Um, I got my first job where all my coworkers were doing paleo. So I naturally did paleo too. Um, at that point, I hated working out. I didn't like to get sweaty. I just wanted nothing to do with working out. In 2009, I found my first group exercise class that I actually enjoyed, which is Body Pump. It's an hour long like weightlifting class. In 2010, I started dabbling into like the supplements with hydroxycut and other fat loss style supplements. Um, I remember distinctly one day working out my garage and my heart rate got up to 220. And I realized that that probably was not a great idea for me. In 2013, I made a New Year's resolution to compete in a bodybuilding show. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. And that was really my first introduction to macros. Granted, I'm a nurse. I had no idea what macros were. I didn't understand macros. And I didn't know what I didn't know at that point. Um, my first coach from 2013 through 2014 had put me on a very cookie cutter meal plan, one with extremely low macros. Um, I cringed. I was looking through my photos the other day and it, I was on like 30 grams of fat. Oh my very gosh. <laughs> very low. Yes. Um, which would explain why I had gone on to lose my cycle for several months. Um, my weight was all over the place. I knew that I had damaged my metabolism and I had no idea where to go from here. I went to the doctor and he told me that I would be fine. Um, so that's when I really did some more research. I got certified and I started coaching clients to realize that other people are going through this journey just at different stages. And I wanted to teach them how to get out of there too. Um, so in 2020 with COVID and everything, I really transitioned my business to a health focused approach. I felt like it meshed much better with me being a healthcare provider myself. Um, and I really teach my clients how to serve them like long-term, well beyond our time working together. So this is why I am so passionate about helping others really learn how to live a healthy lifestyle. So I'm gonna go through a couple clients just to kind of show you what I'm all about. So first client is Brittany. She lost 10 pounds and 10 inches. She said she decided to sign up with me and never look back. She gives us good food, listens to our requests and works with recipes that we already have. She also works with our favorite foods. She never makes me feel bad about making unhealthy choices, having a cheat meal or gaining weight. She's always encouraging and the first to remind me that weight fluctuates and to not be discouraged. This is truly a way of eating healthy, eating good tasting food and not being hungry. Amy lost 19 pounds and 27 inches. She was drinking an entire pot of coffee uh, every day when we first started. And she says she's now sleeping better at night, having more energy throughout the day and able to run around with her kids without being out of breath. She is now preparing healthy meals for herself and her family and does not feel restricted. 
It's more than nutrition coaching. It's about improving every aspect of your life. And lastly, Marissa, she is my marathon girl. Um, her goal wasn't to lose weight. It was just to improve her running performance. But by dialing in her nutrition, she was able to lose 15 pounds and 15 inches and reached her marathon training goals. Amazing. All right. So let's talk about some ugly truths. Put in the chat if any of these resonate with you. The average person will try 126 fad diets in their lifetime. A survey of 2,000 people found that the average person will attempt at least two fad diets a year, but they're typically abandoned after six days, right? We're going to start something. It's super restrictive. We get through one week. The scale doesn't move or it goes up. We say F it and try something new, right? How many of us have done that? I know I have. I can raise my over hand. The last, yeah. Um, over the last five years, 41% of Americans are categorized as either overweight or obese. And another study found that adults with excess weight had a 55% higher risk of developing depression over their lifetime compared with others who did not struggle with their weight and obes obesity. Um, and with the rise in social media and all of that, I can only imagine that those numbers have increased. Yeah, yes, yes, been there. Yeah. It's really scary. Um, and Kaylee, I don't know if you saw this post on Instagram today. Uh, it said Americans consume 60% of their calories in ultra processed foods. And I believe that. I didn't see that, but I 100% believe that. I know Amy just shared in the chat. I think she said she's tried at least 124 of those 126 <laughs> diets. <laughs> yeah. I jokingly say I'm going to change my um, my coaching business to keto rehab because most of my <laughs> clients come to me after doing keto because they're just like, I don't know where to go from here. This is ridiculous. Yeah, so. exactly. I see that a lot as well. Yeah, we've all been there. And so my clients come to me seeking two things, balance, how to eat a balanced diet, one where there are no foods off limits, and health, how to improve their health and be a good example for their families. And so if you're here, I'm going to assume that you want to learn how to eat better and improve your health without restrictive diets too. Yes. And this is exactly where uh, Kaylee and I uh, connected because we're like, there is a balance for all things. Absolutely. All right, so let's first talk about protein, right? I'm sure Kaylee talks to you guys all the time about protein. Um, the importance of protein, right? It's broken down into amino, into amino acids and digested and used for energy, right? Calories is actually a unit of energy. So protein in particular, it provides structures to cells, organs, connective tissues throughout our bodies. It really helps in that growth and repair of tissues, right? Hair, skin, nails, but muscles. Um, there was uh, something you're not actually making muscle, building muscle in the gym. You're actually breaking it down. But by proper nutrition, it's that growth and repair of that muscle, the damaging that we're doing to our muscle that actually makes it stronger and bigger. Protein gives us energy, but it's also the most satiating macronutrient for most people, meaning protein is more satisfying. If you think about when you're eating foods, say you have a steak a baked potato and some vegetables. If you just eat the potato, yeah, it's gonna taste good, but you're not gonna be satisfied. If you eat the vegetables, it's gonna taste good, but you're not satisfied. Protein is actually more satisfying when you're eating it, right? It takes longer to chew up in your mouth. It's in your mouth longer. It takes more chewing 
right? Compared to like a potato or a vegetable, if you think about it that way. And this uh, visual will be up in the next couple slides, but this is, if you think about a healthy plate and think about building a balanced meal, we wanna have protein, we wanna have some form of carbs, some form of vegetable, right? The healthy fat can either be from the protein, it can be added into your cooking oils, it can be avocado or dairy, something like that if you do dairy. Um, but really thinking about this plate as what you're building your meal on to make it balanced. Um, a lot of people ask, how much protein do I need? And I usually recommend starting somewhere between 100 and 120 grams of protein. Again, take this with a grain of salt. Every single body is different. Every single person is different. Um, if you are somebody who is vegetarian, that's going to be a lot harder of a number for you to reach. Or if you're somebody who... Um, it's like meat on the side. I have several clients who aren't vegetarian but can't consume that much meat. You know, that number, again, is going to be harder to reach. Um, and this number can seem like a lot, especially if you're not prioritizing it in your diet. And so why does protein seem like it's the hardest number to hit? It doesn't come naturally to us, right? We oftentimes go over our carbs and fats much faster. And it's because those are more readily available, right? Carbs and fat are in everything, and we don't have to prepare them usually. But there are very few ready-to-consume protein sources that are not highly processed, right? 90% of my clients don't take any sort of protein supplements. I myself drink a protein shake occasionally. I put protein in my oatmeal occasionally because I don't need to because my diet is, you know, full of enough like whole foods with protein in them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does anyone have questions about that? Yeah, guys, feel free. And if you don't want to talk, feel free to drop them in the comments too. We'll get to them in the chat. There is a question there, Krista. Yeah, I get that protein is important, but how does one balance that when not able to consume foods easily? I've had gastric bypass and my stomach is the size of an XL egg. Yes, Amy, love this question because I'm actually working with um, a couple of bariatric clients right now. Um, number one, how far out for like how far out of your um, surgery are you? Like how long post-op? Is this recent or has this been a few years? I think number 16, 16 years. Okay. Um, a lot of my clients with the bariatric surgery have worked with me before their surgeries. Um, and the number one thing they say to me is that their dietitian was not very helpful. So I hope that number one, you had a really good dietitian post-op. Um, but two, so you are somebody who is actually going to have to like consume protein shades or liquid protein because yes, your your stomach is the size of an XLA. You are going to have much different caloric needs and um, you know ways of consuming food than the average person just because of how small your stomach is. Are the core power drinks considered processed protein? Um, the short of it, yes. A lot of supplements are not regulated. Well, supplements in general are not regulated by the FDA. Um, some brands of supplements have been FDA verified. So that's something that you can check for on their label. I'm not sure if Core Power Drinks are FDA verified. Um, I work with a company called First Form, um, like the number one first, P-H-O-R-M, First Form. 
Um, and they chose to get all of their supplements like FDA verified. So that's personally the brand that I use, but I'm not sure about core power drinks. I know a lot of my clients do like those though. Yeah, that's a go-to, I think for a lot of mine too. It's a quick way yeah. to get about, I think they're 42 grams of protein mm -hmm. in some of those shakes. Yeah, and they're readily available. They're like at every gas station, every store. So yeah, that's a staple for my clients too. Yeah. That's a good question, guys. Yeah, very. Keep them coming. So like I was talking about the healthy eating plate, right? Having well-balanced meals not only keeps you fuller longer, but it also helps keep your blood sugar stable. Think about the last time you had, you know, an indulgent breakfast, right? Of like, maybe you went to IHOP and had their like pumpkin spice pancakes, which are phenomenal, but they're full of carbs and sugar, right? Zero protein. Even if you had some eggs and bacon with it, that meal is primarily going to be carbs, sugar, quick digesting carbs. Maybe an hour or two hours after that, you start feeling that crash, that slump, right? Because it's not stabilizing your blood sugar very well. So by balancing out your meals better, having a good combination of protein, carbs, veggies, fat, all of that is going to help that meal digest easier and keep that blood sugar more stable. So you want to aim to like bulk up your meals by adding color with fruits and vegetables, right? So I kind of say, how can you add more without adding more? How can you add more color, more fiber, more fresh elements without necessarily adding more calories, if that makes sense. That's a um, that's one of the things that I say a lot with my clients. How can you add more without adding more? Breakfast tends to be a very beige meal for a lot of people. So how can you add a fruit to that? Or how can you add some veggies in your eggs? Or you know what can you add to that meal to freshen it up a little bit? So this client in particular was eating an extremely clean diet when she came to me, um, but eating very, very, very low protein, like in the 50 and 60 gram range. Um, and she was restricting herself to 1200 calories. Um, through our time working together, not only have we been able to increase her calories like 20% or more, this is actually a couple months ago, um, but she's eating more protein. She says she no longer has hangry attacks. She no longer wakes up in the middle of the night hungry. She has more stamina. And while the scale hasn't changed much, it actually increased initially when we started adding in more food, which happens. As her body adapted to that higher food intake, her weight continued to trend down. This is without adding any extra cardio. We actually took cardio down. But as you can see in these photos, her stomach is not as bloated. Her, her arms are more toned. Her booty is more lifted all by just manipulating the calories and eating a little bit more. Yeah, her glutes look amazing. Yeah, she's great. Okay, so if you guys are on your computer or your phone, if you wanna take a photo of any of this, please feel free to do so. So this is kind of like my roadmap, right? How I build healthy meals, right? So one, two, three, four, pick a lean protein, right? Pick something that you like. In this example, we're gonna use a taco bowl. So the protein is going to be ground beef, veggies. I like to think, what do you like on tacos? Bell pepper, onion, lettuce, tomato. Fat could be avocado or cheese. And the carbs can be rice, beans. We've got all of the components there of a healthy, balanced meal. But some people get really confused when it comes time to put it all together. So sometimes by 
having them in columns like this or having sections like this, you can kind of get a better sense of like how to build something. If you're stuck, I say pick a flavor profile, right? And then pick things that kind of go together. So we're going to do another example of this. So this is like a basic bro meal. This is a very bodybuilding slash very diet style meal, right? Grilled chicken, broccoli, coconut oil, avocado, white rice. It doesn't have to be that way. Take, uh, we could do an Italian version of this, right? So uh, grilled chicken with broccoli and maybe some like Parmesan cheese or olive oil and the carb could be pasta. Right, you just by using different flavor profiles, you can change the same kind of components of the meal. Spaghetti, right? Spaghetti is a very staple meal. It's a family favorite. For all of my moms out there, I say you can never really go wrong with a taco night or a spaghetti night. So pick a spaghetti night. It can be a healthy meal. Lean Italian sausage. You can add some spinach, some tomatoes, some peppers, some onions, some garlic. Cheese, fat from the sausage, add some olive oil, carbs, you can add some noodles. My favorite noodles are the chickpea pasta. Kaylee, have you tried that? Yes, I like them as well. They're one of my yeah. favorites. Um, even my very picky husband and my three-year-old both eat that. That is pretty much the only pasta we keep in our house now. Um, but I like it because it has more protein and less carbs because it's made from chickpeas. Um, the texture is exactly the same. It's not kind of weird like some of the lentil or like black bean pastas. Those are good, but the texture is not the same as like regular pasta. Yeah, I, I agree there. And we're gluten-free in this household, so that comes in handy yeah. too. <laughs> yes. The bonza rice, if you have not tried it, is also very delicious. That I have not tried, so I'll have to try that. Is this um, format helping any of you guys thinking about how to build healthy meals? So, I always like the visual. So yeah, so yeah, I'm a very visual help. person. Good, I'm glad you took right. a screenshot. Right on, Alan. Okay, so let's talk about meal prep versus food prep. Rebecca, we're getting to serving sizes in uh, at the end. Okay, we'll cover that. All right, so yes, let's talk about meal prep versus food prep because these are two very different things. <laughs> Amy. I'll have a replay of this, Amy, and the Facebook okay. group. So you'll have another <laughs> like, chance. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so meal prep and food prep, right? These are two very different things. And a lot of people don't think about them as different things until I explain it. But some people have aversions to like meal prep, right? They think it's very overwhelming. They see all the containers and they're like, this is this is another level. I'm not ready for this, right? So meal prep is like this. This is what most of us think about with meal prep. Com preparing whole complete meals, portioning things into individual meals. The pros of this is it saves time during the week, right? We just grab and go. When I work, this is exactly what I do because I don't know if I'm gonna be able to put things together. I may have to eat in the car while I'm driving to see my next patient. Um, so this is what I do when I work. Cons is there's less flexibility during the week, right? Because you've already put all of these things in the, into the containers. You're not gonna be like, well, I want the pork, but I don't want these beans. You're just probably gonna throw it away and be like, we'll try again next week. So meal, this is meal prep. 
food prep is a little bit different, right? Food prep is preparing components of meals to save time on assembly during the week, like prepping, chopping, cooking some of the ingredients. This allows for way more flexibility during the week. Um, but the cons is it's going to require you some time to put things together when it's time. So for some of my clients, this version works really well for them. If they are busy, like nine to five career folks, um, if they have long commute times, this helps them. But for a lot of my families, this works better for them. But who's to say that you can't do a combination of both? And that's what works well in our household. Um, my husband is active duty military. I either work from home or I, I go to work like I'm gone for 14 hours. And then we also have a three-year-old. So for us, my husband meal preps like this, his breakfast and lunch for the week. And then I will meal prep like this, my work days. But the rest of my food, I do food prep like this. So I will batch cook you know, two packages of chicken, I will roast up an entire bag of potatoes. Um, and while that's roast, we're going to get into this more, but while that's roasting, I'll also throw in some broccoli or whatever veggies I have. I'll always cook up a big thing of rice because then it's done and I don't have to think about it. So just having the flexibility of the two things can be a big help. Um, but some people, for whatever reason, they think you have to only do it one way, but you can do it whatever way works for you. Um, if any of you follow Sarah, um, I know she's in Kaylee in my circle. She was talking about, I have a book somewhere here. This is a cookbook. Um, it's Cook Once, Eat All Week. But this is a really great um, jumping point if you have no idea where to get started with like food prep or meal prep. But this is a really great find. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Cook Once, Eat All Week. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya Fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston so I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. So my whole thing, either way, keep it simple, right? Simple recipes with familiar ingredients. Think about how much time do you have to prep? How many meals do you need? These are all different things that you need to think about when you are thinking about meal prepping and food prepping. Maybe you just need breakfast. Maybe you just need lunches. Maybe dinner is your thing. You know, so whatever it is, just make it easy for you. But this is not the time to go down the Pinterest rabbit hole and find this fancy meal that requires 100 ingredients that you have to go to Trader Joe's to buy. This is the time to be like, tacos work well in our family. Spaghetti works well in my family. And we're going to have chili. And I'm just going to make it for the week. Chili sounds amazing right now. <laughs> I just made it today. That's why I was on my mind. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so think of the 80-20 rule, right? Going back to the comment about Americans consume 60% of their foods with, or 60% of their calories from ultra processed foods. Let's be realistic. All of us are busy. All of us need some help every once in a while. So try to make a good balance. Get the help from the store where you need it, but also fill in those really good for you foods too. Because not all calories are like digested the same. Not all foods are created equal. 
Um, so you just want to make sure that you are getting a good variety of sources of protein and different vegetables. Consider different textures. Are you a hot food person or are you a cold food person? Um, I thought that I was going to have to eat cold food for three meals a day when I worked and I was like gagging at the thing, thought of that. I am not like a cold food person. I know that about myself. So if I meal prep salads, I wouldn't eat them. If I meal prepped wraps, I wouldn't eat them because I don't like cold food. So think about that when you're looking at these recipes and you're thinking about what to prepare for the week, what, what does your lifestyle look like? What do you really like to eat? All right, that was a lot. Any questions? I'm gonna stop for a couple times. How are we doing on time? Am I talking too much? No, you're good. You're good. About okay. 7.30. Yeah. Usually they run about 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. So you're, you're great. All right. All right. So let's talk about how to have a successful trip at the store. These can sound basic, but just keep it simple, right? So take inventory. Start by shopping in your pantry with what you already have. Look at your pantry. Do you have like five cans of beans? Do you have, you know, this pasta? Do you have this random sauce that you need to use? Look at what you already have that you need to use up and start there. So almost like a reverse grocery shopping. So calculate. If you are, you know, making recipes, if you're printing stuff out, make sure you think about how much of each ingredient you need for all the recipes, because there's nothing worse than getting in the middle of all this and being like, uh, I'm missing the main component of this meal and now I either have to run back to the store or abandon ship and you know neither one is a great option um plan make a list in the order that you normally shop all of us are creatures of habit we all shop in the same routine usually in the grocery store so make your list in the order that you shop it's going to save you time from running back and forth throughout the store but it's also going to help you be more methodical when you are making your list and always have a backup plan in case they are out of stock because grocery shortages are still happening. Uh, and then execute, either stick to your list or order your groceries online. Let's do a quick poll. How many people order their groceries online? Because I would much prefer that now. That is one thing that COVID did well. Everywhere oh, yeah. you can order online. Yeah, we eat online that. every week. Online, online, yes, I love it. <laughs> You are my people. <laughs> yes. All right. So thinking about your week ahead, there's no right or wrong answer here, right? So what's your biggest obstacle? Do you um, not have enough time to meal prep or do you need to save money? Short on time, take these tips, right? So these are some of the like pre-prepped items from the grocery store, like the pre-cut um, vegetables and the fruits and the pre-made meals like this the instant rice or like the ready-to-go meals pre-washed chopped things quick cooking things ready-to-go things um can save you time but in general these things usually do cost a little bit more money but what i always say is if you're going to eat this yes maybe that's a ultra processed food eating this is still going to be better than getting mcdonald's or getting takeout you are still automatically making a better choice if you choose to make something from home, even if the things are slightly processed. You know, if you order this cilantro lime chicken, this white rice and a can of black beans, you are still automatically making a better choice than eating Mexican at the Mexican place. So give yourself a little bit of grace because a lot of us are very hard on ourselves when it comes to like, 
oh, well, I can't make something from scratch, then I'm just going to say F it. So if you're looking to save money, then you can do these things, right? You can shop the sales first and make your list around, you know, what's on sale and go for the high dollar things like the protein, right? So if a protein is on sale and you're looking to save money, maybe build your meal around whatever protein is on sale instead of going to the store with a certain meal in mind, you can do that, build your whole meal around protein. Um, usually roasts or like those um, bigger, maybe tougher cuts of meat are usually a little bit more inexpensive, um, but they take a little bit more labor of love, right? You maybe have to slow cook them or cook them a certain way in order to make them palatable. You can choose to use one ingredient in multiple ways. So this is a really great example that I use with chicken, right? Everybody loves chicken. Um, loves to prep chicken. Maybe doesn't love chicken, but loves to prep chicken. I personally cannot eat boneless, skinless chicken breasts anymore because of my bodybuilding days. Um, so I choose to prep uh, chicken thighs. So one day, maybe you have barbecue chicken thighs. Maybe one day you have buffalo chicken thighs. Maybe one day you put those chicken thighs into tacos or make a taco bowl. You can use one ingredient multiple ways, and that way you're only cooking one thing but just by changing how you're eating them and the different sauces and the different flavor profiles, it does become a new meal and it helps with that fatigue when it comes to, oh, I have to eat chicken again, right? So think about that kind of stuff. Um, you can use cashback apps or like those rewards and you can order your groceries online because it usually saves money. If you have high triglycerides, would I need to focus more on chicken rather than beef? Um, and the short answer, chicken is lower in saturated fat than um, beef is, but I would also encourage you to look at other sources that you're getting saturated fat from. Um, usually that's like fry foods, um, like processed foods, some dairy can be kind of high in saturated fats, but in general, you don't need to change, you know, ward off, beef altogether. It's everything in moderation. But yes, if you do have high triglycerides, you're going to want to focus more on lean meats than beef. Good question. Very good question. All right. So now we're going to talk about the meal prep process. Does anyone currently meal prep like all the little meals or do you do food prep? I know we uh, food prep or food prep and meal prep in my household. We do a little bit of both as just yeah. like you do. Yeah, I do find that it actually a lot of people don't even think about the food prep aspect, but it really does make better for like more flexibility and you don't get tired of eating the same things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So you want to make sure you're thawing out anything that you need the night before. This is a very small but crucial step. Um, for me, I sort my items by the recipe on the counters, what I can, obviously. Um, so like if I'm making a roast, my big thing is like, uh, I will make like a pulled pork overnight and then I'll put that pulled pork in like taco bowls or barbecue pork bowls or whatever, but I'll put anything else I need or I can do on the counter the night before so that I know it's ready to go for me. Um, when it's time I wash and chop everything. So that way I can just start assembling what I want to do. So be patient with yourself. Um, this is a, a lesson in multitasking. And if you're not great at it, it will get better. It will get easier with time. 
So when it's time to start cooking, look at all of your recipes and look at what takes the longest. So you want to start there, right? So roast or slow cook meals, I usually start the night before um, I go to bed. So that way, when I wake up in the morning, it's ready to go. For me, meal prepping works better for me on Sundays. So I will put in the roast to the night before on Saturday night. And then Sunday after we eat breakfast, I'll just kind of cook throughout the morning and be done. Um, you want to preheat your grill or oven or whatever you are using and use all the space provided. So my last oven at my old house had three racks, which was amazing. This oven only has two. Um, so you want to make sure if it has three racks, pick three things that can go in the oven, right? So I would, I eat a lot of potatoes. So I would always do potatoes and then usually like two different green vegetables in there. Um, but you want to make sure you're using all the space you can, right? What else can you cook in the oven? What else can you put on the grill? Use multiple cooking methods at the same time, right? So if you have any like devices, you could use an air fryer, a rice cooker, an Instant Pot. I do not have an Instant Pot, so I can't um, vouch for that, but I hear they are amazing. Um, but using all these different methods will help you become a multitasking machine, right? And it takes practice um, and a lot of burnt vegetables, but you will get you better at it, I promise. Another thing you can do is like clean up as you go or rinse and reuse the same pot, right? So if I'm browning beef in a pan, I am just going to rinse it and put it back on and then cook my turkey, right? I'm not going to like wash it, get out a new pan or let that pan sit when I get out a new pan, just like try to rinse and reuse the same things because then you'll have less um, to clean up in the end. Or if you have somebody helping you, then let them clean as you make the mess. Um, Amy says, I struggle with the desire to eat after prepping or cooking any food. It's weird, but I know it's a thing since surgery. You mean like eating the food that you made? Now, I know a little bit about this. She's one of my clients, Krista, and it seems like anytime she's doing the cooking, she mm -hmm. then has no desire to eat no matter what it is. So it's almost like it's easier for her to eat if it's not been made by her, her almost. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you've maybe seen that any of your clients with that gastric bypass surgery. No, I haven't. Um, I, you know, it is normal for everybody by Friday to be like, mm, chicken again. Um, if that's what you mean, that's pretty normal. But no, as far as like the cooking, I have not seen that before. I'm sorry. Um, I will ask my client who's had surgery to see if that is the case for her. I'm not sure if it is, um, but she hasn't mentioned it, but she's in a lot of those groups and um, she's found a lot of support in those groups anyway. So you can reach out there and maybe other people have ideas. Awesome. Um, some things that I've learned along the way with meal prepping. So ground meats take much faster to cook than other types, right? So I tend to use a lot of that when I'm meal prepping to save time because it's way easier to brown up a pound of whatever you want to cook than to go grill something or chop something up or roast something. Um, so if you're looking for speed, definitely choose ground meats or quick cooking proteins. Um, roasts are very cheap and easy to make. Crock-Pot is my main way to go, but if you have an Instant Pot, you could do that too. And remember, again, to keep it simple and use things like freezer vegetables or simple sides to make your meal more complete. So if I am short on time for meal prep, I will literally brown up some form of meat and then use those 90-second pouches of rice or make rice in the um, rice cooker and throw some frozen vegetables in there and call it a meal. 
right? Everything doesn't have to be sim or everything doesn't have to be gourmet. It can be as simple as, you know, a protein, a carb, a vegetable, and just call it done. Think about how you like to eat your food. Again, how do you like your vegetables? I hate steamed vegetables, so I prefer roasted. So I tend to cook most of them that way. Um, cutting things in smaller pieces will make it cook faster, right? So baked potatoes take an hour, but if you chop up potatoes, you can roast them in about 20 minutes. So again, just thinking about how much time you have ready to be able to do this process, it does not have to take several hours. It can be very, very simple. All right, so now we're gonna get into portioning. So let's talk different portion sizes. Um, I will use a caveat that most of my clients uh, also count macros, but I do have a handful of clients that only want to track based on like habits, right? We do like this, this healthy plate for every meal. So thinking about protein, most people will tell you four ounces is about a serving of protein. Four ounces is about the size of the palm of your hand. Um, but it doesn't always have to be four ounces. If you are struggling, if you are somebody who is struggling to eat protein, up that to five ounces, right? You're automatically going to get more protein and then you're going to feel a little bit more full and then you're going to feel a little bit more satisfied. The thing that I really love about macros is that it kind of helps you build in portion sizes. It helps you realize what portions help you feel full and satisfied, but it also helps you visualize portions as well. So the if you're using the plate method, use the same size plate every time, right? Use either a dinner plate or either use a salad plate, but don't go for different things because you want to build consistency here. You can either measure in measuring cups, you can measure with a scale, you can do visual hand portion sizes here, or you can just kind of eyeball it on a plate. But whatever works for you and the plan that you're on, for the goals you're trying to achieve is what you should do for you. A lot of my clients do not want to weigh or count everything. So they choose to either do the hand or the plate method. These are some if really you, great tips, Krista. So I really hope you guys are paying attention and taking notes with this because this is awesome because I know a lot of people struggle when it comes to learning how to track macros. Yeah. So if you think about the, the size of your palm, if you're choosing lean meats, this is going to be about like 20 grams of protein. So going back to saying 100 grams, you would have to have 20 grams five times. But if you upped that to five ounces, then you would only have to have 20 grams four times, right? 20, 40, 60. Wait. Yeah, because that would then be 25, 25, 50, 75, 100. So just by upping it just a little bit would help you reach more protein. Does that make sense? Was I clear on that? Yeah, I think you made sense. Okay, okay. So um, I forgot I had this in here. So yes, you can weigh things, you can guesstimate, eyeball, you can do things by the number of containers or the palm method. For example, um, one of my other go-tos for meal prep is bonza pasta. Uh, ground a pound of ground meat and pasta sauce, right? So the bonza pasta is four servings per container. So I will cook up the whole box of pasta. I will set out my four containers and I will eyeball it among four containers. 
is it going to be a little off? Probably. But over the scheme of things, does it make a difference? No, it doesn't. If there's two noodles extra in here or one noodle less in here, it's all okay. So I will portion it based on number of containers. So I know that I have one serving of pasta-ish in each container. One pound of ground beef or ground turkey is 16 ounces. So if you split that into four containers, each one is four ounces. Keep it simple. Then I will measure out my sauce. Boom, 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 boom. Done. That is like the fastest meal prep to make ever. By the time that your water is boiled and your noodles are cooked, you can have your ground beef already ready for you. You can have your containers out and it's literally just assembled in 10 minutes. But again, do what works for you and your lifestyle. And remember, regardless of what you are prepping, you are already making a better choice for yourself than eating out. Um, this is another one of my clients. Which one is, hang on, your, your video's over my words here. Um, in just two months, she is down 10 pounds and many, many inches. She is actually a client who's come back to me um, after a break. She uh, needed accountability and support. She was starting a new job and she implemented more regular balanced meals and again, more protein. Um, she sent me this message that she says, I love that you're letting me work in my favorite lunch, even though it's not that nutritious. And that's why I wanted to sign up with you again. Eating a balanced diet while still eating what I want and I'm loving it. The meal that she um, was talking about was, um, I don't need it. It's the, it's smoked sausage, like Enric's something smoked sausage. She wanted like that and um, potatoes and some sort of like cheese. I've never had that sausage, so I have no idea what it tastes like. Um, but it wasn't even that bad. Yes, it's higher in sodium. It's a little bit higher in fat, but we were able to balance out her day. And that's a meal that she loved and wanted to look forward to. And so if I told her, no, she couldn't eat that because it was bad, it would force her to eat other things still looking for that flavor combination, right? Um, we are going to briefly touch on some different containers and things. Uh, this is a question I get all the time is like, what types of containers and stuff do I use? This sounds very simple, but whatever containers you use, get the same ones because there is nothing worse than a bunch of like mismatched containers in your fridge. Like if you're going to make chili or soup, put all of it in these like twist lock containers. Number one, they don't leak at all. But if you are portioning out like four things, make sure all four look the same, right? So then you are knowing when you're looking in the fridge, oh, I'm looking for this container with chili in it, not um, maybe it looks like this, maybe it looks like this, and then it ends up in the back of your fridge and you find it a month later because you forgot that it was there. Um, so by keeping the same size containers and the same meal, they stack much better in the fridge and it helps keep it a lot more organized. Um, I use ones like this for like my regular meal prep meals. And then ones like this are really great for like sauces, guacamole, salad dressings, things like that. And I love those because they also fit inside these. So you can like put it in there with it. Um, some things that I use on a regular basis when I'm meal prepping are just a very basic set of good knives, a big knife and a small knife. Sheet pans, I make sure I have one for each layer of my oven. A nice cutting board, a very like a nice wooden one for most of things. And then like plastic for like meat or messy items. 
I use my crock pot almost every week. I use my rice cooker multiple times per week. And then we grill most of our meats outside just because then there's no cleanup. Uh, these are, if you follow me on Instagram, these are like snack boxes that I make regularly. I was making some other ones today for my work week tomorrow. Um, but this is another way of looking at making a balanced plate, right? So we've got um, protein from the pepperoni, we've got a carb from the crackers, and then we've got fruit and vegetables, right? This one is like protein cookies and pepperoni, some veggies. So just showing you how you can put different meals together without it being a meal. I lovingly call these adult lunchables and they're a favorite of mine and my clients. This is what I was talking about of like the 10 minute meal prep. It doesn't always look beautiful guys. This is like real life. Um, but by the time these are done, all of this is in here, ready to go. I like how you this added the spinach in there. Yeah, you can't yeah. taste it and then just like, you know, add a nutrients. I'll either do spinach or um, the frozen peppers and onions and just break them up with the meat in there. Oh yeah, that's smart. Um, this is another visual that I was doing to show you how you can use things in multiple ways. So like I made a pork roast, but I made it into like a taco bowl, but then I also made it like barbecue pork. I have sweet potatoes here that I used with pork. I used it with, um, this is like a, a curried chicken. I use some chicken over here as like a chicken taco bowl. So the same basis are in these four bowls, right? Rice, beans, and veggies are in both of these. And potatoes and veggies are in these, but they have different proteins. You're not cooking completely different things. You're just mixing them in different ways. Yeah, pork loin is one of my favorites. Let's see what else I got. Um, all right, so when you learn meal prepping and planning, you save time by planning. You think about it once and then you just execute. You save money by having healthy food ready to go so there is less temptation to get takeout. You are less stressed because you have already figured out what's for dinner because there's nothing worse than that. You're already like at your wit's end and then everyone's expecting you to make dinner and you don't know. Um, and so as a result, you feel confident in your food choices knowing what you are putting into your body. But most people won't do this, right? Because they're worried about eating more and gaining weight or worried about eating the wrong foods. Um, maybe they're foodies and they think that healthy food can't taste good or they don't like meal prepped food. Um, maybe some people have no support, so it's hard to follow through on their actions. That's a really big one for my clients. Um, and sometimes they feel overwhelmed with different options, so they choose to do nothing and stay doing what they've always done. So I hope that this presentation really kind of helped you to navigate some of those obstacles. Um, but I really wanna show you like the three pillars of healthy living are balanced nutrition, physical wellness, and emotional wellness. I'm sure Kaylee talks about all of these three things, but you really have to have all the pieces to live this healthy lifestyle. You can't just eat a certain way. You can't just work out and you can't just take care of yourself. You have to do all three things. Absolutely. All right. Where is it? Um, so I made a meal prep guide for you. If you guys, um, this is my name on Instagram, krista.healthcoach. If you DM me the word guide, I'll send you this copy. Um, it has the step-by-step um, -step process that I did to make certain meals um, in there. So you can kind of like cook along with it. 
that also gives you like a sample calendar. And I think there's, yeah, there's 10 different recipes in there. So breakfasts and lunches and dinners. So that is all. What questions do you have for me? First off, I just want to say thank you so much for coming to speaking to these groups. I'm glad we had You're a welcome. decent amount on here today and offering this free guide. I think just using tools like this can really like take away the, like you said, the uneasiness or the the paralysis we get when mm -hmm. we're trying to over analyze. I can't even talk. Analysis analyze. Paralysis. Yeah, yeah, everything. Jeez. So this is amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. My whole mission, I just want you guys to keep it simple and keep it easy. Um, it doesn't have to be Pinterest worthy. Most of my meals look like a pile of slop in a container, but they taste good. Yeah, exactly. So guys, do you have any questions? Is there anything you struggle with the most when it comes to meal prepping or did she answer all of your questions? Had a bunch of thank yous, food looks amazing. Yeah. I tried to make them pretty for that, for those photos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they never end up like that in real life when I throw no. stuff together. <laughs> no. Good, I'm glad this helped, guys. Awesome, awesome. When I make the meal, I'm just not feeling it. You mean like after you've made it or just nothing sounds good? Yeah, I'm curious as well. Okay. After you make it. Yeah. So I really like go back and think about what are the things that you can eat over and over again. Clearly tacos is the theme here for me. Um, but like, seriously, it's the tacos. It's the um, pork. It is the pasta meals because those things taste the same day one as they do like day four, day five. So you also have to think about that. Some of the things that I make, I only make enough for like the next day and the day after, because after that, they don't taste good anymore. Um, and the other thing, if you have the option, instead of microwaving things, putting stuff back in the pan to like saute it to heat it back up makes a big difference. Throwing in the air fryer makes a big difference. So sometimes just the way you're reheating things can bring like new life back to them. Um, for example, I make like roasted potatoes for meal prep a lot. So when they're roasted, they're nice and crispy right? You throw them in the container, they're in the fridge, they get soggy. And if you microwave them, they're going to be soggy. So when I reheat those meals with the roasted potatoes, I will make sure that I'm doing it in a place where I can either throw it in my air fryer or put it on my stovetop to reheat it. And that makes all the difference. We do a combination of meal prepping lunches um, and then snacks and dinner. So when I go to work, I am at work for 12 hours and then an hour commute on each end. So I bring all of my food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. So I meal prep all of that. Um, my husband, he is gone, you know, he meal preps his breakfast and lunch, and then I make our dinners that night. Either make them fresh or I will make them out of our food prep. 90% of the time it's the food prep, unless it's like Thursday or Friday and we're out of all of that. And then I make something else. Yeah, and I think that's it just what works for depends. us. Yeah, exactly. I think that just depends on how busy you are, because I know yep. um, Julie, she packs breakfast, lunch, and we have food prep for dinner that I'll throw together. Yep. But since I work from home, I just make my own breakfast and lunch because I have time. Yes. So it just all yeah. depends on what's going to work best for the individual. 
Yeah. When I'm working from home, um, I will make my breakfast fresh, my lunch fresh. I don't really have a plan. Usually I just kind of yeah, see what's in the house. Yeah. I do want to point out if there's a waiting for some more questions to come through, um, how much food prepping and meal prepping can make a huge difference. Like if you're someone who is struggling with your weight loss journey and you eat out more than three times a week, simply mm. not even worrying about the portion sizes and you just switch to cooking at home and reducing eating out to maybe once a week, you're yeah. going to notice weight loss just from the simple fact of you're eating uh, better quality foods and you tend to eat less at home when you're cooking it than the mm -hmm. large portion sizes that they're going to give you that are high calorie when eating out. Kaylee, I don't know if you see Mary has a hand raised thing. Yeah. Mary, do you have a question? I'm not sure. I feel like that might have been raised for a while now. Oh, oops. Maybe. I had you guys all minimized, so I didn't see it. Yeah, you can see the box. Nope, she doesn't. She didn't mean to have it up. Okay, that's yeah. okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, because if you guys want to ask a question, you guys don't even have to type it in the chat box. So be willing to to talk. You guys know we always love hearing some other voices on here. Oh, she raised probably when I was like raise of hands. Either oh, found yeah. or meal prep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think we have any more questions coming in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody. I hope that you got something from that. And um, I'm always sharing different meal ideas, food ideas on my Instagram page. So if you want to follow me there, if any of you that are following that do not have Instagram, you can email me and I will also email you the guide. So that is always an option too. Okay, guys, I just dropped her Instagram handle guys in the chat. So if you want to copy that real quick, um, if you want, I'll also make a post in the Facebook group. So everyone's part of the Facebook group. That way you can make sure and reach out to her so you can get that. And if you need her email, um, let me know. I'll make sure you guys yeah. get that too. If you want to email her for that copy of the guide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Krista, thank you so much again. I think this was wonderful. Awesome. Um, a very a pleasure to get to talk to you more. I know we've already yes. met once. Guys, this I met Krista through Sarah. So seller Sarah was the one that jumped on and talked all about uh, the resistance training for beginners. So it's always amazing to to meet like-minded coaches out there because unfortunately we're few and far between, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just trying to sell the next quick fix diet or magic pill. Right. Drop 30 pounds in 30 days. <laughs> they don't tell you you're going to gain it 60 pounds back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, have a wonderful night. You guys have any questions you think of afterwards, let me know. And if you don't want to reach out, I'll reach out for you and get a hold of Krista. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Good night. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.